0: Welcome to Justice Losers, the podcast where we talk about pop culture media, namely movies, TVs, and comics. I'm your host, Preston. and joining as always by my delightful co-host, Bat Matt. Matt, what should people do?
1: Like, subscribe, and tell a friend.
0: We I don't know what to do after that. Me neither. We have such a fluent intro up until then, then it's just some (laughs) bullshit.
1: I'm surprised we nailed it. We should be really rusty by all rights, but nope, we are on top of our game. I guess that just speaks to our consummate professionalism.
0: Also because I say it every morning when I wake up.
1: Okay, that explains it.
0: (laughs) Sean's like, what the fuck are you saying? (laughs) Uh, Okay, this is a backup episode.
1: Yep. So, no news. Oh, wait, what you've been up to comes first. Oh, yeah. What you've been up to? (laughs) um well i've seen a bunch of movies recently some of them will be topical so i'll talk about them in an actual episode that we do in series but um let's see i saw a green room recently that's uh kind of a is it just a
0: is it just like a live it's just it's, it's just a, just a live, live feed of a green room, green room. <laughs>
1: yeah it's they're, they're actually painting in and then most of it's just watching the paint dry oh it's fascinating wow yeah no it's well no no, no. so that's <laughs> really
0: close to mine which was like grass grow Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it by the same director. Probably. Probably Johnny Wassel. So. Tommy. Tommy, fuck.
1: Unless it's his brother, Johnny.
0: That's true. Mr. Jonathan.
1: What? John- Jonathan Wassel. So. Jonathan Wassel. Would so. you
0: be surprised? I opened the wrong Word document. Is I need there my a notes. Right word document? Yes, my notes.
1: Hmm. There we go. I'm skeptical. I don't believe you.
0: Okay, that's fine. All right. <laughs> so what's the Green Room about?
1: Uh Green Room is actually about a punk rock band that plays at a kind of a backwoods place um that turns out to be a neo-Nazi hangout and oh, they shit <laughs> they, 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 everything goes okay until thanks to a complicated series of shenanigans they accidentally witness a murder. Oh, and then shit. the neo-Nazi <laughs> murder gang led by the inimitable Patrick Stewart, of all people. Oh, no, shit! Yep. Tries to kill them for most of the movie, and they try not to get killed.
0: Oh, that sounds about like a lot of movies. Yeah.
1: Most of the, most of it, they're actually just trapped in the green room, which is like the, the room where you performers hang out before they go on stage. So what do they do when they're in the green room? Try not to die. Because the people are trying to break in. Okay. So they like they barricade the door. Um is
0: there any like p- plot development while they're oh, stuck in the
1: green room? Oh yeah, no. The guys the, the guys outside are trying to come up with ways to get in and they're trying to find a way out of this building that they're trapped in. Okay. It's really tense and really fascinating and very okay. well made. It, um
0: I've learned not to doubt things that it's in the same set for long periods of time because I watched Locke forever right. ago <laughs> and it's fucking amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so like whenever it's just like they were trapped in a green room for 45 minutes I'm like
1: that's probably the best part of the movie. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's great. It's it's really really tense. And, All right, um, it's one of Anton Yelchin's last performances before he died. Oh, yeah, in peace, peace But he's really good. He's Who's really that? good. At it. He's uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's Chekhov from the new Star Treks.
0: Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh, poor guy. Yeah. All right. So anyway, fuck. What have I been up to? I've been reading a lot of things. Uh, we're gonna do. I mean, it's not gonna be a secret that we're gonna. We're about to record a fuck ton of backup episodes in sequence, Woo. like for the next few days, um, so I'm just gonna break up everything I've been reading into several parts uh for this one, I'm gonna do uh Batman Earth One, okay, which I read last night, so it's freshest in my memory all right it have you are you familiar with the earth One series?
1: I've heard of it it's like the the gritty gritty reboot,
0: not necessarily oh it's not necessarily a reboot it's okay. kind of just like uh. This one was, I think, Jeff Johns.
1: That sounds familiar.
0: Yeah, it's Jeff Johns. Cause, okay, so Earth-1 is essentially reimagining of origins of certain heroes. Okay. And there's very few. It's been going on since 2009, starting off with uh, Superman Earth-1. hmm I think he's up to Volume 3. You can get up to Volume 3. Batman's up to Volume 2, and I think 3 is being released somewhere early 2018. Okay. Uh, I mean, obviously, the comics are out. Right. But to get the trade paperback which yeah. is all i do mm-hmm. uh, i literally i ordered a bunch of comic books and one of them was hardback and i immediately shipped it back i was like not doing it uh uh-uh! the not... man
1: is a soft cover purist
0: <laughs> Not, i mean it's not necessarily i'm a so- i'm a i'm a paperback purist it's that like i have this shelf Right. And if I had one thing that's longer and taller, it's going to drive me nuts. Yep. And it's like right in front of my bed. So if I wake up and I see that, it's going to ruin my day. (laughs) (laughs) Um, okay. So, so you got Batman or Superman. That's on three. You got Batman, which is on two. Uh, Teen Titans and Wonder Woman are on one, and Green Lantern's coming out. I think, and well, it's out, but the trade paperback is coming out soon. Okay. Uh, So there's very few of them out here, and it's been going on for almost ten years. Wow. Which says to me that they're putting so much dedication into it, which explains why it's some of the best. Like it's these consistently get some of the comic book awards that you like some of the most prestigious comic book awards you can get. Um. So it's reimaginings of the of the origins uh i'll I'll give you an example of what what that means with with Batman so uh his parents are killed leaving the theater yes, however, Alfred's not their butler mm-hmm. he's a hardened war veteran that served in the war with Thomas Wayne uh-huh. and they're like best friends and then when they like when they when they die uh he is signed as the guardian of and he's like, I don't want a kid, but he's like, kind of forced to be the guardian of okay. Bruce. Um, there's like a twist of a lot of the characters. Uh Do you know Harvey Bullock and Jim Gordon? You know who Jim Gordon is. Yeah, I know Harvey. You Bullock. know, you know Harvey yeah. like. So for people who don't know, Harvey Bullock is the hard drinker. This is Gotham. This is the crime city. It is what it is. Take money from, take bribes. Mm-hmm. You do, you do what you got to do to survive in the city. Jim Gordon is the boy scout that's like you you drive by you see a guy getting mu- or see someone getting mugged you jump out and you stop it. Mm-hmm. It's flipped. So Jim Gordon is the this is the, this is Gotham. This is the city. You just it's huh. it the the Gotham's blood is crime. And uh Harvey Bullock is this uh TV star cop from LA, I think. Uh, yeah, Los Angeles Detective was the okay. show he did.
1: This sounds familiar, yeah. And uh, <laughs> he came
0: in. He was like the Boy Scout, and they were driving along, and it was that thing where he saw a mug, and he mugging, and he was like, we need to stop that. And Jim Gordon's like, no. So Harvey jumps out, stops it, and then the, the criminal that was doing it was like, Jim, you know what happens when when you stop crime. Like, blah, blah, blah. It's like, make sure that it doesn't happen again kind of thing. <laughs> and then it fi- – I mean, it's not a huge spoiler. It fixes itself at the end where Jim Gordon – Saw uh, like a uh, a thing that kind of set him off. He's like, I'm no longer going to be the a weakling that is like being paid off by criminals. And if you're a coward like them, like them, I don't want any part of you at the end. And Harvey Bullock sees that kind of the, a, a different part of the thing that kind of scars him for life. And really the last panel of him is at a bar. And the person's like, well, you have. And he's like shocked. And he's like looking at the wall of liquor. And he's like the strongest thing you have huh so it like explains why they're that way oh that's fascinating yeah it's really really good and uh i have to read that and it's cool because it's like the origin it's the beginning of batman so it's funny because the first thing you see of his gadget is a grappling gun doesn't work it gets all tangled and he's like shit then he goes to lucius fox who's a young kid who got like Uh who's who works for wayne and stuff like that it's really good and i texted you this question for uh, a few days ago I had like this list of comics that I wanted to get, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Which one do I get?" I answered the question. It was not part of that list. <laughs> it's just more of the Earth one, Earth one thing. So, okay. I highly recommend that. It's really good if you uh, it's it's good if you're into if you're already kind of knowledgeable of DC. It it might mess up your knowledge of DC if you read it first. Just because I, yeah. it's a different origin for everything. Mm-hmm. But if you're, if you're already familiar with it and you're already into comics and you're kind of uh, maybe knees deep in comics already, then go for it. It's it's such a great read. And they put their time into it. Okay. It's not like, monthlies! It's, it's been going on for ten years and there's like seven or eight trade paperbacks out.
1: All right. Well, so, I'm only ankle deep in comics at this point, so I'm going to get up to the knee depth and then I'll start. Then right. you should start doing All right. it.
0: All right, so that's what you uh, should to up, des
1: all right, <laughs> we've been up to stuff
0: <laughs> uh, so we're gonna do a backup episode today, like we said. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess we might as well just say it's like what like January tenth this could that's come right. out in January tenth of twenty nineteen oh, yeah. <laughs> we don't know <laughs> um but uh it's it's right before school starts, so we're gonna make a bunch of these just in case things get busy and we can't record mm-hmm. so. If we make dated references, just forgive us, or don't shit all over us
1: in the comments. Do it. <laughs> At uh, least that would show some fan engagement, <laughs> yeah, right?
0: Uh, so today we're gonna talk about. We're we talking about. Did we settle on misunderstood villains?
1: I think we did. Okay, that's good because so that's gonna, mostly what I have notes on for right now.
0: We're gonna talk about misunderstood villains—villains villains that uh, are you primarily like movies or just like villains in general?
1: Um. I was mostly sticking to uh, superhero movie, comics, and TV.
0: Yeah, that's pretty much what I got. Okay. Yeah, no, it's... I mean, I don't have notes. I have three names.
1: <laughs> okay. I I have actual notes and then some names that I'm going to throw at you. All right. And I have so, a couple mi- questions.
0: misunderstood villains, is if you're dumb and you don't really understand what that means, it's villains that if you look at them and you see their motives and you're like, all right. Yeah. That I understand. And then you look at the hero and go fuck you dude Yep. just leave him alone I had a really
1: really complicated definitional spiel but that works much better
0: you should do your definitional spiel okay
1: so in order to properly categorize the uh, misunderstood you got really close to the mic
0: there I wonder how loud that's gonna get (laughs) (laughs) you're like in order to
1: (sighs) okay deep breath (laughs) in order to properly categorize what we describe as the misunderstood villain of the comic book story be it movie or tv or comic book i think we first must clarify the difference between a compelling a sympathetic and a misunderstood villain i'm going to stop the academic stuff okay did you have more <laughs> i did
0: oh my god I keep, I going, keep going oh. <laughs> <laughs>
1: i'm
0: fascinated it's like uh, it's it's starting to sound like npr like the <laughs> like like the really serious just kind of like monotone okay all right all right <laughs> it's great all right.
1: okay So I believe that um, there, there are many categories that we can describe villains as, but I think that good villains usually fall into one of three categories, although these categories can overlap. I think the first of these is the compelling villain. This is someone who is interesting, who is well-written, who is well-acted, if it's a screen portrayal, but it's not necessarily someone you can agree with at all. I think the archetype here is Heath Ledger's Joker from The Dark Knight. I think that's someone that yeah. is an incredible performance. It's got you
0: engaged. It's got
1: you really engaged and emotionally invested, but not because you're on his side. He is bad. He is a bad guy that is unequivocal. There's no sympathy. Mm-hmm. It's just a really compelling screen presence. Gotcha. Now, a sympathetic villain, I would describe as kind of a middle ground here. You understand their motives. It's not just, I want to conquer the world mm-hmm. or terraform Earth to start a new Krypton or whatever it is. Yeah. It's it's something where, from a certain point of view, a t- twisted point of view, it is something that you could understand. Gotcha. Um, it's it, it, from their own point of view. You can, you can imagine their own point of view and say, okay... It's justifiable from there. It, it kind of makes sense. So I think a good example of this first one that came to mind for me was Dr. Poison from Wonder Woman. She's terrible. She's creating weapons mm-hmm. of destruction and she loves inflicting pain. But you go into her perspective and you see all this effort that she is putting into this work and how that validates her as a person. And though she's physically deformed, she seeks this 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 power from creating these Horrible weapons. Okay, so I think it's sympathetic. You care because you understand their motivation, and you see how, from their perspective, they think they're the good guy. Yeah, they think they're right. You still don't agree with them. I think a misunderstood villain is what you said. You look at them and you're like, "Yeah, I kind of see that." You mm-hmm. look at the hero and you're like, "Hold Say on a Say my sec. words. <laughs> Say my words. Do it. <laughs> no. Fuck you, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so and then the question is like okay so who falls under the category of misunderstood villains so i have a list of names and you have a list of names and i was gonna
0: you have a list of names i have a well i mean i closed it because i know the three names that i have <laughs>
1: <laughs> i bet there's some overlap with mine probably is well i have five individual names and then i want to talk about the menu as a whole because i think they do a lot okay and, but I'm not. I'm not convinced that all of these are misunderstood villains. So we'll discuss it. We shall. We'll have a nice conversation. I like, mean, we like can't. We'll
0: shall it's, it's not the end of this. the. End. We will. We will. <laughs>
1: uh. <laughs> Thanks, guys. For wait. Nope. Okay. <laughs> Habitually. <laughs> hey, you
0: still have that in your brain, your brain. Yes. No? Yep.
1: I've still got it. That that outro sequence is going to be great. Is it? Now that I've said it, is going to be. It's, it's going to be garbage. It's going to be terrible.
0: <laughs> but not like. Bad garbage, like the fancy pronunciation of garbage,
1: like garbage. Garbage, it's very French. Anyway, all right, Magneto, what do you on. think of Magneto? Magneto,
0: I have no idea. All I know is he was a Holocaust survivor and he really got pissed off. And then also, people tried to kill all of mutants and he was like, don't do that. So he fought back. Am I wrong? Am I right?
1: That, that feels like a, a, a fair. Feels like a opinion. DC fan's explanation yeah. of Magneto. Like you've seen some of those X Men movies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think think we're working from the movie's perspective. He's pretty close to misunderstood in my book, I think. Yeah, I'd I'd agree with that. He is kind of like, I'm going to enslave all humans, we're the superior race. But, again, like, this is a guy who has seen humanity at its worst. Yeah. Both as a child, where they slaughter each other, and then as an adult, where they are oppressing and outlawing his his people, essentially, the Mm mutants. And he sees himself as superior because he has these powers, and I think there is a point of view that, oh, look, I'm powerful. I've got these superpowers that indicates that I've somehow been blessed. Yeah. I don't subscribe to that viewpoint, but no. I, at least I... I. He, he's kind of on that border between sympathetic and misunderstood for me. Gotcha. Okay. Like, he's, he's out there, but he's very understandable.
0: If I had more knowledge of Magneto, I feel like... I mean, honestly, if I had more knowledge of him, I could probably go one way or the other. But from where I'm, where I'm at, I'm really like at a kind of ignorant understanding of where he comes mm-hmm. from, just because I've only seen like a little bit. Like, if you, if you had my all like base knowledge of him, and you were like, this guy wanted to fight humans because, or he wanted no, he wanted to fight other mutants who were teaming up with villains or uh, teaming up with humans the same humans that killed your parents and you witness them kill all kinds of you Mm -hmm. like Jewish people, I would be like, yeah, no, he's the good guy. And humanity is the bad guy.
1: Yeah. Like I, I think you could rewrite the X-Men story as, okay, humans are this, this alien race and the mutants are the humans basically. And the, this alien race comes down and, um, they have a history of war and violence, and then they come down and they subjugate these mutants, and they're they're trying to, to control them or destroy them or imprison them, or, or so be it. And if a freedom fighter rises up and tries to defeat the mutants who are allying themselves with this this evil occupying force, meanwhile then he's the, the good guy.
0: Yeah, and meanwhile there's other other like natives mutants that are like no, we can work with you. And then you try to convince, they try to convince the hero. It's like, no, if you, if it's like join them and we can rule the galaxy together, essentially.
1: Right. right. And it's like, it just, it feels no. like, it feels so traitorous. and yeah. slimy. It's like you're, you're denying your, yourself because you want to survive. That's, it's, Yeah. So yeah. I, okay. I've talked myself into it. He's, yeah, he's misunderstood. misunderstood. All right. There you go. <laughs> Great start. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, my next one, I think kind of is in a similar vein Uh, and that's Zemo from civil war specifically. He was a very revenge driven, but from a very good perspective, right? Like, again, I'm thinking about it. If you just twist the perspective a little bit here, he's someone who sees these really powerful, dangerous beings who have no control. Like you, the the world has no control over them and Mm -hmm. he's, he sees them as a threat and rightly so. I mean, they, essentially caused the death of his family not deliberately but yeah he he still sees that the this this kind of power just floating around in the world is really dangerous and he doesn't trust them and so he decides to take matters into his own hands and i think there'd be a way where you can rewrite the story where okay these powerful beings come down and they seem good but can we really trust them and then this lone heroic figure who is on a on a mission to to get revenge for his his family you could call him an avenger (laughs) Ah, hey marvel pay us (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but no so this guy he comes out and he's he's going to avenge his family by taking down these people that maybe we can't trust them maybe they are just this Dangerous, uncontrollable, powerful force.
0: And I mean, if if you're in his perspective and you look at you look at this team, like like you mentioned, these super powerful people that could take down the world. Mm -hmm. And if you're able to so easily make that team fight, I feel like that would kind of put in your brain, rightfully so, that these are not stable people. Right. That's a good point. Because like, if one and they're not like. You literally showed that one of them killed the other one's
1: parents. Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert for Civil War, if you haven't seen it. Oh, what it's the been fuck? out. Why it's are you been... listening to us if you haven't seen it? Yeah, right? <laughs> also, um, one of them kills the other's parents. Like, that leaves a lot of room. That's true. There's a lot of people. Hulk killed Captain America's
0: parents. <laughs> 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 um, but, like, it, if that sets it off to where there are literally two full sides and they start fighting... And th- that's, that's ridiculous. Well, I mean, they weren't, they weren't fighting originally because of that.
1: Right. But the fact that you were able to convince them so easily to, to fight each other, the fact, the, the mere fact that they are willing to fight each other so easily. Yeah.
0: It's like, it's like how Batman and Superman in every like alternate kind of like future, every, every future or alternate storyline that Batman and Superman are in, they're fighting. Right. It's because they're like. It, it, that's just like the kind of the longest question of dc who would win batman or superman and it's almost always like a draw there's never a distinct winner mm-hmm. because in dark knight or dark knight returns superman kills batman but doesn't kill him right because he hears the heartbeat so he brought them to that um it, it's it's just it just never and in kingdom come they fight like mm-hmm. it's I don't know if you've read Kingdom Come. Um, I haven't read Kingdom Come. Okay. I just recently read that. That'll be my watch up and do it up to for, okay. <laughs> for the next one. Um, But, like, it's... And that's kind of like DC's version of it where if these two are so close to fighting all the time that it's, all, it's so easy to make a thing happen that they will fight over, mm-hmm. that's
1: dangerous. Right.
0: So... He's misunderstood.
1: <laughs> okay, yeah. I it's... don't think
0: he's misunderstood. I think he's totally justified. Okay. I,
1: I think, don't think I think that it is included under the umbrella of misunderstood. Okay. Cuz people don't understand that he's justified. We we the movie portrays him as the villain. We see him as the villain. We instinctively because of the way the movie is made and the perspective it's from, we think of him as the villain. Which yeah. means we don't understand him.
0: I think his so the difference between him and Magneto is Magneto you get his story at the beginning so the whole time you're kind of like oh he's misunderstood mm-hmm. then this one uh, and then with him it's like he's this villain and at the end you under you figure it out and you're like right. oh that justifies okay it's like the end justifies the means okay kind of thing instead of like the beginning makes you misunderstood I had a good phrase for the first <laughs> one I don't have anywhere to go with the second one <laughs> the means. Just... are justified by the end? By the beginning? No. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so yeah. So I, I yeah, obviously I'd say misunderstood just because like that's what we're talking about, but I I think it more fits in the line with justified.
1: Okay. All right. Sounds good. Uh next one is vulture from Homecoming.
0: Oh, I love him.
1: He's, he's such a good villain. Yeah, he was on my list of examples for compelling. Yeah. He but I don't know if he's misunderstood.
0: I Okay, so I want to kind of, like, throw in... Before we get into Vulture, I want to take one of mine. Okay. It might be on your list. I want to throw in Lex Luthor. Oh, okay. Because... I didn't have him. I was so, actually...
1: I didn't have a single DC one, so I was going to... Oh, you, you garbage person. You you
0: <laughs> Marvel sellout, says the person who said Marvel pay us, like, not ten minutes ago. <laughs> um, it's, it's not been ten minutes. It's been, like, three no, minutes. Yeah. yeah. Um, so...
1: Wait, uh, it's been three minutes? We have to say it again. Marvel pay us. Yes. Dude, if this happens. <laughs>
0: um so Lex Luthor, the reason I say Lex Luthor now is because it's along the same vein of Zemo, where he, he really his kind of general thought about Superman is this you've got this superpower being that has no control. Or that that has nothing to control him. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what he works towards most of the time. Um do you know what his original reason for hating Superman is?
1: Uh didn't he? Make his hair fall out in the last yes. accident?
0: <laughs> Superman... There was an accident with radioactive activity... or ra- radioactive material and radioactive it got on... Activity. Uh, radioactive activity. <laughs> um, it got on Lex Luthor and Superman used his super breath to blow the radioa- radioactive radioactive material off of him, but in the process blew his hair out. And that's why Lex Luthor hated <laughs> oh, him in the beginning. Goodness.
1: That is so golden age.
0: but it's, It really is. <laughs> <laughs> um, but post-crisis, like modern age, it he, uh, he, he doesn't like him because he's this alien that came down. The world worships him. Mm-hmm. He can do any... He can destroy the... He can look at the world and it'll be destroyed, essentially, if he wanted to. Right. He literally moves planets. Like, he's done that. Mm-hmm. He's thrown planets. So he's like this super powerful this god that people worship, and he's just an alien who has no one to control him. And... Meanwhile, he's actually like a philanthropist, and he's and but nobody cares about him in some situations, stuff like that. Right. So that's that's along the same vein that like they're these gods. Why why can why should they be trusted? Because they're powerful. I think not. Okay. And then he's along the same vein of the vulture. I think I lost the connection there.
1: <laughs>
0: Say what? <laughs> they're the... old
1: bald men. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, because uh. It, it It's kind of the same vein as Zemo where, like, Vulture was, like, he was put out of work. Well, I guess it's a little different. The, the gods of the superheroes flying above them destroyed the, the, the people below. Right. In a way. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what Lex Luthor fights, like, is worried about. Mm-hmm. So that's why I threw Lex Luthor in there. All right. Good job. point. Good Yay! job. Way to make a point.
1: I'm very proud. Yay. Preston gets a brownie point.
0: Yeah. No, I'm doing the brownie points. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway. Okay, so, so Vulture.
1: All right, Vulture. V- Vulture, I'm not sold on. Like, I, I think there is an argument sort of along the Zemo lines, like you pointed out, where, okay, there's these gods flying around up above us, and they don't care about the people on the ground, and people get on the ground and get hurt, and mm-hmm. they don't care. So we're just going to kind of take advantage of that. And we're gonna do our own thing. We're gonna stay under the radar, but we're gonna we're gonna steal from them, and ultimately, at some point, try to bring them down. Yeah. Um. So I think a lot of what he does is
0: justified, and and his reasoning is misunderstood. Mm-hmm. But I think where I draw the line is the fact that he was selling to known criminals. Yeah, the people who hurt. Normal people.
1: Yeah. I think it It seems to me like he was sound in his reasoning. And then he was like, okay, there's these super powerful beings and they don't care about us. Therefore... I'm just going to steal stuff and make weapons. Yeah. Like I don't, it, it, I don't actually see the connection there.
0: Cause the, the part that really ruins it for me is when the people are with the, 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 people wearing the Avengers masks that are robbing the ATM. Mm-hmm. That's not hurting the, hurting the heroes. Right. That's hurting the bank and the people who work and yeah, like work for that money. That's hurting the economy. That's not doing anything to, you got your fucking billionaire Tony Stark robbing an ATM is not going to do anything. Right. So that's where I kind of draw the line that it's like, mm-hmm. while you're, you, it's understandable what you're doing is not helping.
1: Yeah. You're using what could be a good motivation just for your own selfish ends. Yeah.
0: And meanwhile, the whole movie was great. I loved him. Mm-hmm. It's, I don't think he, did we find out that he got, did he ever get mad that he found out other people may have been selling? I don't know if that, I can't remember if that was a situation. Like other people took the weapons and sold it to criminal. And he was like, you're not supposed to be doing that. I feel like I vaguely remember that happening. Yeah, he may have said something like that, because that would make sense that one of his like partner or like workers right. was taking him and making making side pocket yeah. off. of it, it
1: wasn't like an out and out plot point, but I think there might have been a throwaway line to that effect. That
0: would have been really good to his character that he was mm-hmm. like, "This is not what we were doing. This is not what we were doing it for." Mm-hmm. So yep. that would have that would have thrown him back in the yep. misunderstood.
1: I I still don't think he would have made it to misunderstood because. He's just a little too psychopathic. Um, he seems really well-mannered, though, for not... I don't think
0: I'd throw him in the in the pot of psychopath, though.
1: Well, okay, but uh, when the first Shocker is like, I'm going to leave, I don't think you can afford me running around, and then he kills him, and he's like, oh, I thought that was the anti-gravity gun. He just kind of shrugs it off. That is cold-blooded. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, that was kind of the scene where I was like, okay. I still think you're really cool, but I am no longer on your side, really.
0: I mean, if you vaporize someone, there's no going back. Well, if he's that like, if he, if he's that like kind of not, I would not want to say evol- evolved, but in in a sense that that like, you're able, your brain is able to immediately be aware that there's nothing you can do about it, so you don't have an overactive emotional response
1: to it. Well, then you're a psychopath. No. <laughs> all right, all right. Pause. We need to bring in a psychologist.
0: <laughs> oh, let's go. All right.
1: <laughs> okay,
0: so that that's something that I'm a little fuzzy on there. Okay. Of, but that's one of those things that like you'd have to you'd have to have addressed that. So I think you're mm. right in this case that he is a psychopath, but because yeah, you would have had to make make it known that he has that ability to decipher right. between. The time to have an emotional response and the time where you're like, it, it, there's nothing I can do. Might as well just live with the fact that it happened.
1: Right. So, I okay. think you're
0: right. I think he's a psychopath.
1: Yeah. Okay. I think he's good, but yep. yeah, none of them misunderstood. Um misunderstood. this is an interesting one. I don't think she's misunderstood. Okay. I think she is a genuine
0: uh, murdering, not necessarily psychopath. Like, but it's... she's
1: just a murder and pillage and yeah, uh, conquer. She... That was my first instinct, but I thought about it and I was like, okay, when we get a little of her backstory, it's like, okay, so she was, she was working with Odin and they were conquering and building Asgard on a throne of blood, all that type of fun stuff. And then Odin had a change of heart and banished her because she didn't. And now Odin has died. And so she's able to come back and just kind of get back to what she's doing. She doesn't, but she has no
0: motivation driven by the fact that Odin banished her. Like there wasn't a resentment toward her. There, there was a little bit, but that wasn't what drove her. Right. Her what, drive what drove was, her was
1: what she learned from Odin was okay. We have to conquer and prove that we are the strong.
0: Does that make her misunderstood though?
1: Probably not. I just threw because if fun. you had
0: yeah, if you had a psychopath parent who taught their children to be psychopaths, do you think their children are misunderstood? Because they're still psychopaths They're still (laughs) still psychopathic murders
1: Uh, Well this is getting a little deeper
0: (laughs) (laughs) Like I I don't think The fact that that's what she learned makes her misunderstood If she had a reasoning behind it Like if her entire life Literally every single person thought she was The worst person ever and tried to kill her Then that's a little misunderstood Mm -hmm. Because she's defending herself But this was just like That's just who she is I don't think that makes you misunderstood
1: Okay Yeah. All
0: right. So I don't. Th- I am. I. I'm going to throw her in compelling. All right, but nothing further than that.
1: All right, I'm. I'm content with that. Cool. I thought there might be an interesting thread there, and I just wanted to see if you'd tug it. But... Nope. I just All shut right. that shit down.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. And then, uh, well, do you have do you have anyone that's I outside do. the menu? I do. Because I want to get into the menu.
0: Okay. But. I've got two. All right. And both of them. So I had Lex Luthor was like the the. Motivation one I got mm-hmm. two misunderstood ones Because they didn't have A motivation But it's not their fault One is Doomsday Okay He went on a rampaging Like Murder everything And it's not his fault Because he Think about it It's hard to imagine Being in this situation But if you were bred Literally to be killed mm-hmm. And reborn Like you literally had Like y- Essentially I guess You could say your parents Which is like The scientists making him Literally send you to a thing to be killed by it. Right. That'd kind of make you angry. Yeah. And then I think, I, I gotta go back and read it. I don't really want to because, I mean, despite it being an iconic storyline, Death of Superman and the following stories are not that great. <laughs> <laughs> it's really boring. Um, but I think he, know, I think he finds the, the, uh, the, the signature of a Kryptonian and he goes towards it. Which, because okay. what it is, is he has he, like he comes out it, it crashes on the planet. I'm not going to give the backstory of it, but he crashes on the planet. He comes out of the the containment thing that he was in, mm-hmm. um, breaks his arm out, and he goes on a rampage in a beeline towards Metropolis. I think it's Metropolis.
1: Okay, and
0: uh, he takes out the entire Justice Society on the way, like they all fight him, and he just destroys them all, mm-hmm. and then he fights Superman in Metropolis. Um. So I think that's what that was. I could entirely be wrong because I haven't read it. That was one of the first non-New Fifty Two things I read. Was the Dead Superman. Okay. Um. So he's he's misunderstood in that like not his fucking fault. Yeah. Like he had just, he had no no
1: anything telling him not to. It's like a robot that was programmed that way. Yeah. It's like you can't blame the Terminator for being an unthinking killing machine. That's true. You can blame the recent movies for being bad oh (laughs) got him there (laughs) uh and
0: the other one is along the same lines as bizarro
1: okay
0: um i forgot to do the research i'm not actually entirely aware what bizarro world is but uh that had air quotes around it because bizarro world bizarro world exists um but yes not really where in your apartment really you're a bizarre person
1: i mean yeah
0: <laughs> uh so bizarro is a clone of superman who i'm not entirely aware of it but if you read like some of the stuff he's just kind of this big dumb idiot that's being told what to do and he like and he's treated like a big dumb idiot mm-hmm. and he's just kind of like ah, oh, i'm gonna use my fire breath and my ice vision against you and Stuff like that, mm-hmm. but it's he it, it makes it kind of sad. Okay, he's kind of like Solomon Grundy, where he's just a yeah, an un, undead kind of guy that's just like,
1: yeah. just let me live in the sewer in peace. Aww.
0: Yeah. So that's them.
1: no. I was I was talking about me literally. Let me oh. live in my sewer in peace. Leave me alone. Stop dragging me out here to do this podcast. I want to just go in my sewer and live my undead life.
0: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I just learned something new about Matt. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right. Menu.
1: Menu. Because I think the menu has done an excellent job for the most part with its villains so far. Mm-hmm. Um, So let's just kind of go in chronological order here. Kingpin. Daredevil.
0: Kingpin. Oh, so sad. Yeah. Kind of not really. His is less, I think, I'll have to go back and watch, but I think less misunderstood. I think he's more sympathetic.
1: Yeah, that's kind of where I landed. I was like, I, I first was kind of thinking through him and I was like, man, Kingpin, he's the best. He's got to be misunderstood. And then I was like, not really. No, he's more just kind of sympathetic.
0: Yeah. Because, I mean, he was raised by an abusive father. Mm-hmm. And then his un uh, randomly psychopathic mother killed him.
1: No. No, he killed him. He
0: ki- he did the first hit. Yeah. And then his mom like was totally fine with dismembering him and getting rid of right. him. Right. So she she had this she had something buried underneath
1: it. Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> there
0: was something there that was never addressed.
1: Well, I mean she birthed the kingpin.
0: That's true. Um, but like you you get raised in that kind of relationship and I don't want to get into some touchy things. Some who knows of like listeners might've had some sort of situation. I don't want to like, right. I don't want to hurt somebody that unknowingly, but like, I don't know that that development seemed okay. I don't know. Now that I mentioned that there's people that like might be listening that may have had a similar upbringing. I'm worried to continue talking about this.
1: (laughs) Um. So he had a bad upbringing and he grew up to kind of, he wanted to to tear down this old world that had perpetuated this this bad existence for him. Yeah. And build something new in its place. There you and go. And I think he knew that what he was doing was in a sense bad. Yeah. He acknowledges that at the end of the first season. I there's think.
0: a there's a lot of those heroes that kinda do that. They're like uh that it's like while well, this is gonna like it's killing millions to save Billions or trillions.
1: Well, way to rip off Ozymandias Mandias there.
0: Yes. Literally. Yep. <laughs> like, he knew he knew what he was doing was bad. Yeah. But he did it to save more. Right. So, and I think that's, I, I don't think Kingpin really had the intention of killing people.
1: No. I think he knew that what he did was illegal and uh, allying with, like, Gao and the drug trade would hurt people. But he didn't out, eh, he did outright kill people yeah no he he he, he definitely did exploded
0: a guy's head in a door there (laughs) no he he
1: pushed the the accountant down in the uh, elevator yeah Yeah. no he killed people but he wasn't out just to cause harm and destroy things yeah he had a singular mission that i think from a certain point of view is acceptable and legitimate yeah he wanted to build something better and i think
0: he was more driven to dismantle society to its yeah. raw core, and then build it, build a better society from there.
1: Right, and I think that's horribly misguided and leads to making a great villain. Yeah, but I, I think it's borderline misunderstood.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, I, I think there's a point of view that's not too out of line with the norm that would think, okay, that's not unreasonable. His methods are extreme, but yeah,
0: I'll give it misunderstood because, uh, like, like you mentioned, albeit extreme, his methods were uh, i'll be extreme his uh his goal was relatively righteous and the reason he did it was because of his own personal pain right so i think that's i'll get i'll give him instead of giving him like the award of misunderstood i'll give him the ribbon like the participation award of being misunderstood
1: yeah (laughs) (laughs) he's
0: a little bit there but he's not he's not the winner
1: right (laughs) Uh, in my opinion, the winner for Misunderstood, excellent segue, Matt, high five, was... Actual high five. <laughs> no. <laughs> Purple Man. Was Kilgrave. Purple Yes. Land. Yeah. Oh, his, so misunderstood. His adaptation. Yeah. No. I... Well, we had to rewatch that show before Defenders came out to do that whole episode. But mm-hmm. I came out of it the second time thinking that Kilgrave was the actual hero. Yeah. And Jessica Jones was the villain.
0: Wasn't there... Didn't the parents actually turn out to be bad people?
1: Oh no, no, the parents uh, no, actually turned out to be good people. The parents turned out to be okay. They were trying to save him from some disease or something and they had to do this extreme treatment, but they also did a really bad job of explaining that to him. Yeah. Um of trying to help him. And then when he began manifesting these powers, they reacted really badly to that. I think. Yeah. Which Well, I mean, how are you going to react to that? Yeah,
0: how are you what are you supposed to do when your kid can literally get everything they want? <sighs> Like, there's one thing to give your kid everything they want, and then you have a spoiled brat on your hands, but the fact that your kid can literally control you, mm-hmm. what do you do? Literally nothing but do what your kid tells you to do.
1: Right. Which but is... I, I I do think that there's a point where you're like, okay, this kid's got some serious powers. Before he figures it out, we need to call the Fantastic Four. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, um... So I, I, I like your point about the spoiled brat. You give him everything. Because Kilgrave, he kind of accidentally got spoiled because he was able to just get everything. Yeah. And so he grows up without a real understanding of how the world works Mm -hmm. of that other people have feelings too, because he never sees that. He just sees, Oh, they're happy to do what they want for him. And he doesn't, he, he kind of realizes that what he does is bad. Like he knows he's been told, but he doesn't feel it. Yeah. And then, and then Jessica goes and has him help, save that family when there's that hostage uh-huh. situation um and he's like this is great that felt good <laughs> that felt right and that is a beautiful moment and then they rip it away by having jessica jones knock him unconscious and torture him
0: yeah no that was a really bitch move by her
1: yeah <laughs> like, like up till there i was on her side because like Kilgrave did do some pretty terrible things yeah but to her yes <laughs> lots of terrible things to her specifically but that was a moment where he could have had a genuine redemption and i know he's supposed to be the villain of the show and i have to keep it going for eight episodes after that or whatever mm-hmm. but that was a great moment that put me absolutely on his side yeah and then they ripped it right away from me so he is king of the misunderstoods in my book
0: yeah i i, I put him there too that's i mean everyone else is kind of like you you look at him and you're like, nah, you're a dick. But, like, with him, damn. Yeah. He, he had he everything did. rough from birth to death. Yeah. Literally, yeah. from birth to death. Yep. Shitty. I think the sh- second shittiest part of his life is the reason he died. Yeah. I think Jessica Jones is the worst thing that happened to him.
1: Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. Well, that's the king of the... Yep. All right. Okay. Well, it's only going to go downhill from here, so... Uh let's see. Daredevil season two? Punishers, oh, that's right, we had more. Punisher's more. not really a, a villain, so we won't count him.
0: I don't really think he's even misunderstood. Nah. His par it's his, his family was killed, so he went on a killing spree and continued to go on a killing spree. We understand. Yeah.
1: Um, The Hand.
0: No. No. Terrible show. Terrible villain. <laughs> they ruined a great villain. Yeah. I think the hand could have been amazing, because like to me it equates to the league of shadows mm-hmm. which or league of assassins depending on i don't even know actually the difference i think it's just both i don't know um but like it it's just society that like they they do what they have to do like they're the ones that are responsible for rome falling and stuff like that mm-hmm. so they could have done amazing but unfortunately they gave it to the showrunner of uh the fucking inhumans mm mm-hmm. mhm what did he do before that? Didn't he do something good before Iron Probably. Fist? Probably. Maybe. I swear I he did some I heard I swear I heard he did something. It it's... was like when he did something really good and then I'm not sure. Yeah. Maybe he's kind of like uh Zack Snyder where they can't just just don't understand comic books. Mhm. That's possible.
1: Yeah. Well, I let's... want to talk a little more about Iron Fist cuz the um the secondary villains like the the whole Meacham family. Yeah. They were misunderstood even by the writers (laughs) because okay they're portrayed to be these one-dimensional evil businessmen and yeah the the dad is kind of crazy and they make him out to be the big villain in the end which was a stupid plot twist by the way you were are you listening to me iron fist that was a stupid plot twist and we hate it and you're dumb
0: and you should take it back yes (laughs) how (laughs) come that wasn't petitioned to be removed from the from Continuity, but Last Jedi is.
1: Come on, fanboy. People are fucking stupid.
0: <laughs> Direct your anger toward an actual bad thing.
1: <laughs> ah, but then there's no controversy, and you're not cool for being controversial. Ugh. That's the whole point. Ugh. Yep. Ugh. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, but I think, like, the, like, Ward Meacham, especially, like... Yeah, he does some bad stuff, but the the way he's portrayed, the way we're supposed to feel about him, doesn't line up with how he actually comes across. Because uh-huh. he, he does bad stuff, but also, like, the way they try to depict sort of his, his business dealings and stuff especially is to try to make him come off as badly as possible. Uh-huh. And it doesn't really work. He just comes across as like, okay, the writers don't know how to write bad, business. evil business people. Yeah. Yeah. And
0: I'd like to see that writer write uh, Lex Luthor, <laughs> who's like the epitome of an evil businessman. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Name oh, a more bro. iconic evil businessman uh, who's like a public eye businessman. Uh, Wolf of Wall Street. In comics, <laughs> <laughs> um, I can't think of any. 'Cause while there's a lot of people who are businessmen, not all of none of them have become literally the president.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not even thinking of a good funny answer off yeah. the top of my
0: head. <laughs> Lex Luthor's the epitome of a of an evil businessman that like of of an evil public eye person.
1: Kingpin actually from the comics kind of fits that description pretty Was well. he president? Probably at and some point.
0: Fuck off with that nonsense. Oh, you said probably. Yeah. Oh. I don't know. I don't know, actually.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. All anyway. right. Oh, we skipped Luke Cage and Punisher. Have uh, you, have you k-
0: seen all of Punisher yet? No. Nope. Okay. I uh, saw the first half of the first episode, and I just haven't gone back yet. All here. right.
1: I will just say that... I don't care if you spoil it. Okay. Ben Russo is not misunderstood. He's just a badly written character. That's that. Okay. Uh, Luke Cage. Um, Cottonmouth Mou- Cotton is less misunderstood. Really, I thought he was more misunderstood.
0: Mamba's more understood, I think.
1: Diamondback, you mean?
0: Diamondback, yeah. Uh, Mariah. Mamba's, Mariah, Mariah, is, Mariah, yeah. Okay, yeah, that's
1: A-A. what I was going
0: for. Um, she had a, uh, so Diamondback had a more restrictive and demanding childhood. Diamondback had the traumatizing
1: childhood. You just said Diamondback twice.
0: Did I? God, did Cottonmouth. Cottonmouth had the restrictive demanding childhood that he didn't want to do. He wanted to be a jazz pianist and he was forced mm-hmm. into this crime. Diamondback was that. Okay. Had that happened to her. I don't even want to say it. Yeah. I'm uncomfortable with that. <laughs> bad was, things happen. Bad things happen to her. And yes. I think hers is more more misunderstood because it's a psychological thing where she kind of snapped. Okay. his was just forced into it and he's just like I don't want to do it but I that's all I've known now mm-hmm. so I'm doing it anyway
1: okay yeah I, I guess I could see that I could see Mariah as sort of a kingpin figure where she's she's using extreme methods to tear down sort of this system that hurt her and build up something better in her place and I think it's not as well it's not it's, as convincing because it's not as well written yeah it's but...
0: it's not it's not explored as well as it could have been yeah do you think and I think Maybe they intended for this, but I don't think they actually, like, really mentioned it. Do you think her... I mean, spoiler alert for Luke Cage. Fuck you. Uh, Do you think her killing uh, uh, Cottonmouth is really her lashing out at the family? But he's the only one that's left to do it?
1: Yeah, I could see that.
0: Because, like, I feel like she had all this pent-up anger at her parents. Mm -hmm. Or not her parents, her aunt and uncle, right?
1: Yeah. Because they're
0: cousins, and it was his parents,
1: right? Right. I'm trying to remember. I think so. Uh,
0: Regardless, the... He he's what was left of the family. Right. So that was kind of her finishing off what yeah. happened to her as Last,
1: a kid. Let let the past die.
0: Yeah. <laughs> let, ah. let the past die. No, it was like, I'm gonna kill the past. <laughs>
1: uh, what the yeah. hell
0: did the let the past die come from? Last Jedi. That's right, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I heard that recently. <laughs> um so yeah, no, I think she's way more
1: misunderstood.
0: His is more I think he was a more compelling villain than she was.
1: Yeah, no, I I really really like Cottonmouth. Yeah. I think he's really underrated.
0: Yeah. So yeah, that's my Okay.
1: I'm I'm convinced. I came in with Cottonmouth misunderstood, but I think that's probably just cuz I liked him so much I didn't actually think it through.
0: Yeah. I think and we uh, we haven't we haven't seen Bizarro in live TV, but like of film stuff, Marvel kicks DC's ass with villains. I mean with movies in general, but like
1: well, yeah, because DC hasn't had many good movies.
0: Yeah, well, they—they they don't. Have...
1: Oh, I forgot the most misunderstood villain of all. What was that? Steppenwolf. Oh, Dude's big so and gray. misunderstood. If you're big and gray, you just have to be evil. Those are the rules. Oh, so misunderstood. Unless you're a Gray Hulk, and then you, you're a good guy. So misunderstood. Or if you're—I don't know—you
0: can't see me. I'm trying to put my uh, hippopotamus—put my man. hair that's ridiculously long into my eye and be emo. So misunderstood. I'm done with that. That mm-hmm. wasn't funny. Yeah, it's no. visual humor, but. It's not even funny visual humor. <laughs> it's not funny visual humor. What does it come across for audio? Story Just... of our lives, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> um, But yeah, no, I'm like... Yep. Yep, yep, yep. 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 Misunderstood villains. Okay. They can make the movie the best that, that it can be. Yep. A good villain means a lot. I think Bane's a misunderstood villain. Not the movie Bane
1: the the comic, the comic bane okay
0: uh i just said that just to keep the conversation going but now that i'm now that i said it i'm involved i'm invested so i got to keep going all right you got to defend me maybe, your point. I'll, con- maybe I'll convince tear you
1: i will tear you right down maybe now
0: maybe i'll convince myself so he was like it's a sins of the father kind of deal with him that his dad was like a really bad criminal and his and he was killed so his mom was sent to prison so that when he his mom who was pregnant with him at the time was sent mm-hmm. to prison so that he would be born and then face the punishment for his father. Mm-hmm. That's kind of where he came from. And then uh I think he witnessed his mom get killed right in front of him. And then since he since she wasn't there to be to protect him, he was sent to Gen Pop, uh, mm-hmm. like at like, I'd say nine or ten, I think. I just read it recently and I forgot it. Um and then He like he just kind of at one point snapped and then he started doing a thousand push-ups a day a thousand crunches a day a thousand pull-ups blah 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 blah, stuff like that and uh, he just became really smart and then like I think what what he really didn't like was that something controlled some a a singular entity controlled things Mm -hmm. so when he heard about Gotham he was like who controls Gotham they're like Batman his sole purpose was to destroy Batman. Okay. I think he didn't like that Batman controls Gotham. And I, if I go back and read it, which I did, literally two weeks ago I read this. Uh I think it's more of an under- understandable history for him.
1: So Okay. You kinda of talked yourself into like a halfway zemo argument. Yeah. Like these are powerful people, it's I don't like the, the people in power, you can't trust them Let's I'm gonna go around. back
0: and double check this tonight When I read it and I'm gonna be like completely wrong There's so much that I've done that about Like if you go back and like listen to a lot of our episodes There's some stuff that I say That night I went back and double checked And it was like so fucking wrong nah. <laughs> I think the first example of that was uh, uh The Captain Marvel Shazam I said something about Shazam mm-hmm. And it was like ridiculously wrong Okay. It was really bad, and I went back, and I, like, <laughs> double-checked, and I was like, oh, no! <laughs> so that's on the internet forever. Okay,
1: we'll have to introduce a new segment called Preston's Correction Section.
0: I want to do that! <laughs> i want to go back and listen to all of our episodes, and just... Nah. <laughs> I'm going to start, like, reading, or, like... I don't know, I'm not going to listen to things anymore.
1: If you're listening, ladies and gentlemen, go back, listen to all our old episodes... Tell us all the mistakes we made and we've made, and we'll, we'll make some corrections. Yep, that's our a correction section. Yep, you ready? I'm gonna make.
0: All right, I'm gonna make the joke anyway. I'm not gonna cut it out either. Both to take some Viagra would be the erection corrections section. I'm really proud of that.
1: I really hope that you get a nasty erection infection. <laughs> this is like the weirdest we've
0: gotten on this (sighs)
1: podcast it's okay we're out of practice we're out of practice (laughs) all right i
0: think it's time
1: yeah all right let's shout thanks everyone for listening if you're on youtube like and subscribe uh leave a comment tell us what you think the most misunderstood villain was if if you understood any of our misunderstood villains then tell us about that and we'll tell you you're wrong on the next time we do this next
0: episode or not next episode, but in the future we will be doing, uh, unjustified heroes. So if we haven't recorded the, uh, that'll be the partner of this episode. If we haven't Mm -hmm. recorded that by the time this comes out, uh, let us know what you guys think are some unjustified heroes. Yeah.
1: We'd love to hear your thoughts. Listener input. Good stuff. Yay. Uh, follow us on SoundCloud and do the iTunes thing. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter and you can leave us a comment or a tweet or a, Still for that tweet. Something there, yeah. We still got something you're supposed to tweet at Preston. Go back and listen to a bunch of the old episodes, and we said it somewhere in there. I mean,
0: unless it's happened by now.
1: In which case, yeah. In which case, time is a flat circle and an illusion, and I don't. Whoa, know that, got cycle, that got psycho. That got
0: philosophical. <laughs> Jesus.
1: Uh, anyway, yeah. Do all those things. Go on all those mediums and leave us comments and tell us the things I told you to tell us before. And thanks, everyone, for listening. Tell a friend, and we'll see you next time.
0: Bye. Bye. You gotta do it, man. Bicycle. There it is.